0: everybody, and welcome to The Tangled Angle. I'm Janice Christensen, and here we address the tangled angles of conservative American values given to us by the Constitution while using facts and keeping it classy. I am a news junkie with a passion and interest in government politics and American history, and I spent 16 years in the halls of the Washington State Legislature supporting my husband, Dan Christensen, who was elected to the House of Representatives from 2003 to 2018. Now with this podcast, I'm able to share and discuss what I've learned and experienced, along with some historical context of where we are on the timeline of history. I am having a great summer. We have traveled, my husband and I have traveled through Arizona, Utah, Idaho and Washington, we flew to Minnesota and back for a family reunion, and so many people are in airports, on the highways, at rest stops, gas stations, it's incredible. People are out celebrating an open country, at least in the red states. They are happy, there's campers and boats and RVs and trucks, and the national parks are full, the gas stations are full, it is so fun to see everybody out after we all stayed home last year and couldn't vacation. So I just wanna give you some hope if you have not left Washington State in the last year and a half, you really need to travel and see the freedom of the red states, the freedom, the openness, the, just the happiness going on out there. The lakes are full of boats, the campsites are full of RVs. It's wonderful. The red states are wide open and their economies are booming. Well, today I would like to talk about gaslighting and another tactic of the left. What is gaslighting? It's really been in the news a lot and it's been all over, oh, we're being gaslit and the left is stirring up people by using gaslighting. And I just thought I would dive into what is gaslighting? It is a form of psychological abuse where someone or a group of people make someone else question their sanity, their perception of reality, or their memories. And it it comes from a term from the 1938 play, and there was also a film in 1944 called Gaslight, in which an abusive husband manipulates his wife into thinking she has a mental illness and that she's going crazy. And he does this by dimming their gas-fueled lights over a series of days and weeks and telling her it's all in her imagination, that she's hallucinating, that she's, it's not really happening, it's all in her head. And over a long period of time, he dims these lights and then tells her it's her problem and then tells her that, no, 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 it's just your imagination, it's not really happening. And so this is a tactic of the left to gaslight people and to tell them, oh no, no, what you're seeing in plain sight isn't really happening. What you think might be happening isn't really happening. It's you're the you're the crazy one. You're the one imagining things. You're the one making it up in your own head. And it's really confusing to the person because they're thinking, no, wait, am, am I going crazy? Is it my problem? Or what what's going on here? And this is a classic tactic of the left. In one of my earlier podcasts, I talked about the strategy of fatigue, which is another tactic of the left to wear down the God-fearing, law-abiding citizens into getting them to do something that they don't want to do. And so this is another tactic of the left is called gaslighting. So what is the benefit of gaslighting? What is the goal? The goal is to cause confusion and cause a lack of clarity, muddy the waters in someone else's thinking, to get them to question their own values and their own morals, and to get them to change their minds and make a different decision away from the truth, away from what is true and right and good. And this is employed so those on the left can get away with their deception or try and get away with it, and to sway public opinion to accomplish goals that are less than honest And the ultimate goal of the gaslighter is they want to control people. And we've really seen this gaslighting play out over a lot over the last year and a half through the COVID ordeal that our nation's been through. And one example is last summer, the summer of 2020, leading up to the election between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, were the Antifa riots and the fires, the tearing down of statues, the looting, the burning of many major cities in our nation, even right here in Seattle, and the left has destroyed many cities, crime, murder, and drug usage is at an all time high in these cities. And the left who controls these cities hasn't done much about it. You know, they've talked about defund the police and all these things that are tearing down our cities. But on January sixth, when people rushed the Capitol building, and one police officer was shot, the left has gone into hysterics over this event. It's constantly in the news, and some of these nonviolent protesters that were at, that were at the Capitol that day are still in solitary confinement, awaiting a trial seven months later. And the mainstream press has been gaslighting us all this year about it, trying to get us to believe that what happened at the Capitol on January sixth was somehow far more serious and far more threatening to our country than what happened for months and months in our major cities leading up to the November election. They're trying to get us to believe that somehow what we saw in the news all last summer, the summer of 2020, is not that big of a deal compared to the January 6th day at the Capitol, so they can carry out their socialist Marxist goals that they have for the United States of America. It's getting the attention off the real problems and onto something that it is a lesser event to carry out their goals of being in control and it's really blowing smoke in our faces it's insulting our intelligence they're trying to tell us we on the right that we're the crazy ones we're not we're the ones not seeing reality clearly we're the ones that who have misunderstood what's happened and we're the ones who are mistaken and misinformed this is gaslighting they're trying to get us to believe something that is not the truth by the constant drumbeat of their lies, their distortion of the truth to get us to wear down, question really our own sanity and make us feel like we're the crazy ones. We're the unreasonable ones. So we'll get discouraged, give up, go home and be quiet. And that is the goal of gaslighting so the gaslighters can have the control. You know, I've been watching this happen and I am dismayed at the mainstream media and the people that believe what they see in the mainstream media. In my earlier podcast, I talked about where do you get your news, and it's really important to get your news from a reliable source. Well, there's a close cousin to gaslighting that I want to talk about too, and I really saw this in Olympia when my husband was in the state legislature for 16 years. And what the left does is to label someone on the right what they are. They label people on the right what they are on the left to get away with what they're trying to accomplish. And so I'll just tell you this made up story to get my point across. For instance, let's say we have a racial bigot on the left who is pushing critical race theory in the public school system. We'll call this person Jill. And Jill is on the school board and she's a racist through and through and somehow Jill has gotten herself onto the school board and wants critical race theory to be taught in the public school system, which is neo-Marxism. And She's a leftist trained Marxist and now she wants to infect the children in the school district with this garbage and indoctrinate the next generation of school kids with her leftist thinking. She hates America. She hates the Judeo-Christian ethic that the United States was founded upon. And she probably also hates men. But she knows that she needs to disguise who she really is to somehow carry out her evil schemes without people noticing what she's doing. And she can't just come out and say that she's a neo-Marxist, a communist, and a bigot. So in order to avoid or deflect anybody calling out who she really is, she begins the attack. So let's say we'll enter Joe and we'll say Joe is a parent, a concerned parent, and he wants his children to be taught the Judeo-Christian ethics of honesty, integrity, loyalty, and virtue. He wants his children to be taught that lying and cheating are wrong and that everybody has intrinsic value before God and everybody should be treated with love and respect. He wants his kids to be taught the accurate and amazing history of America how our country was founded, and that his kids would learn about the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, how great America is, and generally Joe wants his kids to learn morals of respecting others and treating other people on the basis of their character, not on the, their skin color, as Martin Luther King taught. But Jill, who's the leftist socialist on the school board, realizes she's going to have to confront this caring parent named Joe, So she begins to come out and attack Joe. She calls him a bigot because he's hurting her feelings, because he doesn't agree with her. And so to avert the real truth from coming out, Jill launches an attack on Joe, calls him a racist, a prejudiced bigot. She goes on the offense first before Joe can come out and tell his side of the story. Now, what typically happens in this story is we on the right, who Joe here is on the right, If he takes the bait, which many on the right do, because he's caught off guard and he's shocked and he doesn't yet realize he's in a war with the public school system for the hearts and minds of his children, Joe goes on the defensive and to defend his character, stumbles and fumbles his way through a response, says, no, I'm not a bigot. No, I'm not a racist. He's shocked and surprised by her sudden attack on his character. Joe does a poor job of clearly explaining himself and thus Jill comes out with the upper hand and controls the narrative. She happily moves along now that Joe is angry, confused, possibly hurt. He looks like he's on the defense of defending something he did wrong and the whole time it is Jill who is the evil conniving racial bigot. Jill may even bring pour on the tears here. She'll say lots of emotional statements like, Joe's trying to hurt me, maybe accuse him that he really wants my spot on the school board. And she'll throw out other lies amidst tears and really a temper tantrum and a fit of emotion, trying to pull everyone else in with her dramatic displays of emotion, saying Joe is a bigot, and a big meanie and that he's a bully and hurting her reputation and her feelings. And all the while it is Jill that is the evil one in this story. She has called him what she is and she did it first to control the narrative. And now Joe, hopefully it will wise up to her, but typically those of us on the right, were now shocked, were surprised, were rendered completely useless, hopefully only in the short term, by her tactics, by those of the tactics of the left. So those on the left call us the names and put the labels on us that they are. They are just revealing who they are, but they need the upper hand so they come out swinging first. They want to get a hold of the conflict first and try and be in control of the narrative. So if they call someone else a bigot first or a racist or something else, it gets the attention off of them and the focus and the camera goes on to Joe, who's trying to defend himself. You know, when my husband was in the Washington State Legislature for those years, we call these wife-beater questions that the press, the left press, would rush up to a legislator and ask them a question like, how often do you beat your wife? Well, first of all, this is an absurd question and there's no good way to answer this question because every single answer to this question, if somebody even tries to answer it, is put on the defensive. You look like you're defending something you did wrong and you have lost the argument, you've lost the control of the situation and you're not on the offensive. Typically from the press, you would expect a question to be about, what do you think about the budget? What's your stance on such and so bill? What's your opinion about such and so topic? Instead of those questions, they would ask these emotionally charged accusatory questions. And this is what we called wife beater questions. So, you know, what is the solution? Well, the solution is to be prepared for the jills of the world, who will quickly tear into anybody on the right, knock them off their balance, get control of the discussion, and cause really the good people in this scenario to get discouraged, give up, give up the fight, be quiet and go home, which is what they want. So how do you answer these false accusations? And you know, what, how do you avoid this? How do you avoid being gaslit? Well, the short answer is, you don't answer, you completely ignore them. And you be go on the offensive right away. You state the truth, you list your goals, you list you talk about history. Your comments and your responses are given with clarity going forward. You don't even answer them. You spend all your time stating who they really are, what their agenda is, and expose the truth of the situation. Don't even give them the time that they're desiring to get a hold of the discussion. You start with truth and keep going. And typically... If you are in front of a school board who disagrees with what you're saying, they might even try and shut off your microphone. But that's okay. Keep talking. Keep talking. Keep meeting with other parents. Keep speaking the truth. So to wrap up this podcast, don't be gaslit. Realize what they're doing is they're trying. It's the old magician's rabbit trick. It's like, oh, look over here. I'll pull this rabbit out of a hat. To distract your eyes away from what the magician is doing to pull off his magic trick. You got to keep your eyes on the truth. You got to keep your eyes on what is real and don't let yourself be distracted by the gaslighters. And it's the same thing when, when someone on the left calls you what they are, just be ready for it. Be ready for their tactics and just launch in with the truth, ignoring their questions. So I hope that helps you understand what is gaslighting and to remember that the left calls us on the right what they are. Please visit my new website, thetangledangle.com, and you can also email me podcast at thetangledangle.com. That's podcast at thetangledangle.com. I'd love to hear from you. Please give me some feedback and let me know what you think. You can find me on Facebook at Janice Christensen and on Instagram, Twitter, and Telegram at Janice Christ, J-A-N-I-S-K-R-I-S-T.